Hi there. Welcome to the Rome Floyd Chamber Small Business Spotlight. I'm Roger Manus with Rome Business Radio. I'm Jenny Krieger with the Rome Floyd Chamber of Commerce. And thank you for joining us. We've got a couple of great guests today. We've got Courtney Griffin, the Grant and Housing Administrator with the City of Rome, and Stacy Mullis, who is the manager of Mercy Care. Ladies, how are you? Doing great. Everybody can hear me hear me okay? Yeah. Well, for those of you listening to the podcast, obviously you're listening to the audio, but to, to put it in perspective for you, we are conducting this this podcast via Zoom because of social distancing and uh, the current world that we live in. So we've got people in a variety of locations with a variety of audio sources, so we might sound a little bit different, but we're all used to that in this day and age. Um, so before we go around the room, Jeannie, just how are things going there at the Rome Floyd Chamber and as we continue to try to get the world back to normal? They're going, they're going very well. We're seeing our businesses um, back to, you know, working full shifts. And so that's exciting for our industries. And we're seeing um, our small businesses opening back up. It's, it's, you know, for some it's slower. It's not business back to normal. It's, I read something that's business as best as we can right now. And so, you know, we want to make sure that everyone's continuing to shop Rome and shop Floyd. That's just, is so imperative that our community rallies behind these businesses right now to make sure that they're, you know, purchasing items and um, buying dinners and, doing different things because it will help sustain jobs in the long run. So it's a critical time, but we like what we're seeing right now. So um, we're heartened by that. Well, that's great. Uh, One step at a time, one step at a time. Well, before we let Courtney and Stacy speak, uh, Jeannie, would you like to sing their praises in any way? Absolutely. (laughs) Boy, two, two incredible workers and two great organizations, um, both involved with the chamber. It's, it's interesting always how we connect. Um, We don't always know who we're going to be on with, but there's always, um, you know, that line of leadership and just how people are rising to the occasion of um, bringing help and, um, relief to the community. So both of these can speak to that this morning. Great. Uh, look forward to it. Courtney, we'll start with you. Uh, just let's do a little bit about your job description there. You work for the city of Rome. You are the grant and housing administrator. And I think I have read you kind of oversee two programs, the housing rehab program and new construction program. Is that right? Just tell that's us, great. tell tell us what you do for a living. <laughs> wow. That's a, that's a long description. So <laughs> essentially um, I financially track all of the grant funding that's coming in through the community development department through the city of Rome so that at any time could be over a million dollars worth of funding that we've got going in and out and into our community. So we have a housing rehab program, which helps low to moderate income homeowners do some much necessary repairs to their home up to $20,000. So I administer that program and manage it um, completely from start to end from recruiting our contractors, um, helping oversee those jobs, getting the homeowners qualified and giving them some much needed help. So um, it definitely is a labor of the heart. And we, I really enjoy that program. And then with our new construction, we have received some other funding to do some low to moderate income housing for purchase. And so we have already done nine houses. So we did five on Wilson, um, four on Pollock Street, and we're doing another two on Peachtree. 
um, and uh, one on Branham coming up. And so the um, the program, we partner with South Farm Redevelopment Corporation to um, bring some housing into that area, and they are donating all those lots, and we're helping get in homeowners in there, helping with down payment assistance up to $14,999 to make these houses more feasible. And it, that's especially important right now. I mean, the housing market in Rome, we see a lot of shortage of affordable housing. We see a lot of shortage in houses in the $100,000 range. And all of our houses so far have come in right at 99 or so under $100,000. So um, really serving a, a gap in the market. Um, so that's something I really enjoy. And then kind of just doing whatever falls into my lap. So we've got a grant program that we're helping small businesses and I'll talk more about that later. But so we're uh, working to get those funds spent too. So whatever's needed is what I do. <laughs> oh yeah, great. That's, that's a fantastic attitude. And we will circle back around on the grants for small, small businesses, because I know you wanted to touch on that in greater detail. Stacy, let's switch gears to you over the, the manager of of Mercy Care. So what does that entail uh, for you every day? I oversee several programs. Um, we have an adult day health program where before COVID, um, they come here during the day and go home in the afternoon. We provide meals, a nursing care, and activities, um, behavioral health if needed, um, and then I also oversee a grandparents raising grandchildren program. It's called Grand to Care. That program provides um, some assistance for um, grandparents or anyone raising, you know, um, kinship. Um, we help them with back to school supplies. We um, provide education, community resources. Um, we also have uh, an employment program. Um, and that program is for people 55 and older. They're placed at a nonprofit organization um, that's in 13 counties. They are paid minimum wage and just taught to do something new. And then we also help them reenter the workforce after their training. We have a caregiver support group. Um, we have that once a month, and that was, of course, prior to COVID. Um, and But since COVID, we've been doing lots of webinars for the families, um, for example, for the grandparents who are raising grandchildren. They rely heavily on support from each other. So we have been, you know, connecting them through um, those WebEx meetings and um, through drive-through pickups. We've done um, some produce boxes for them, some grocery cards, back-to-school supplies. Um, so just, you know, trying to um, help keep them connected. And with the, with the Adult Day Health Program, um, with Melina, our executive director, has worked so hard to, uh, we all have, in sort of redesigning that program because the clients can't come here, but they still need um, certain things and assistance. And so we have been delivering groceries to the Adult Day Health clients um, since I, I guess about a week after um, we closed due to COVID-19, um, which I think is pretty incredible. Um, we go out, at, our drivers go out and buy the groceries and bring them back to the center. We separate them. 
um, and then deliver them to their home. Um, we also deliver hygiene products and activity packets to them. Um, and of course, some education about COVID and how to stay safe. Um, we are also doing um, wellness checks and depression screenings over the phone three times per week. And most recently, we started sending out a team of nurses to clients' homes to monitor vitals, blood sugar, COVID-19 symptoms. And so that's been a great benefit to them. Wow, Jeannie, you Jeannie, you knocked it out of the park today with these invited guests. I can tell from both of their answers that what they do is a labor of love. Uh, Absolutely. It's, it's, Absolutely. Not just, it's, it's not just about their job. They know they are impacting lives. Way to go, Jeannie. <laughs> well, I mean, it, kudos to both of these um, women who are, you know, supporting their community and leading the community and just providing such great services. And, and you know, we talk all the time, Roger, about, you know, adapting to need. And that's what both have done right now with their programs and services. They've adapted to the need. So it really is, uh, you know, remarkable what they're doing. Well, obviously, Stacy uh, over there at, at Mercy Care, very impacted by the pandemic. Courtney, has, has the pandemic really changed the way you go about having to do what you do every day? Um, well, in the beginning, it was very different because we, you know, immediately went with the city's recommendation and we were out of office. So the city, our department, um, a lot of what we do is face to face, especially with my programs. I'm in homeowners homes. Um, I'm out in the field and a lot of the demographic of who I work with are seniors. So that that kind of took a, a toll on our program. And so we've had to find new ways to uh, meet with those people and safely do the things that we we're doing. So that definitely has taken a toll on our program. But um, so that as that program kind of was resting, we had another program that came into the forefront and that was the small business grant. Okay, so let's talk about that. I know you, I know that was something we really wanted to, to touch on. Yeah, so um, we receive funds through um, the CARES Act, but our funds, after they came through the CARES Act, they came through the Community Development Block Grant, which means they kind of um, morphed a little bit. So not similar, exactly similar to PPP, but um, a program that focuses on um, helping small businesses with a um, a specific guideline to retain or create jobs. So for small businesses who are interested, who are going to either retain or create one job for um, a low to moderate income person, they can receive up to $5,000, 100% grant, um, no, no time frame or or affordability period. Um, it's just a grant. And so all they have to do again is create or retain at least one 40 hour equivalent job for a low to moderate income homeowner. And those numbers um, are generated by HUD annually. So they're at or below 80% of the area median income, which is um, not a very high number, but you know, we do see a lot of people in our community who that, uh, that fits. So we have um, been working with business owners to work through this this application process because um, nobody's application looks the same. And that kind of was scary in the beginning, I think, for business owners because they say, well, I don't have a profit and loss statement. 
But if there's any way that you can show us a loss between what you profited in 2019 versus what you profited in 2020, and any business I would say is going to have some type of loss or some way to show it, whether it be a bank statement or a point of sale system uh, statement, we can use that to um, show a loss. And so if we can show a loss and if we can use those funds to help you um, create a job that you need, that you might've lost due to COVID, we've seen a lot of layoffs, of course, restaurants and things like that. Or if there's a job that you just were not going to be able to keep because of uh, this funding um, or because of the restrictions, then we can get you this funding. And then you just have to use it for um, an eligible expense, which will be rent, utilities. And you can even use it for payroll as long as you're not getting PPP as well, because they would be the same pot of money. But we're just hoping that we can get as many um, people as possible to qualify for these funds. And to really encourage people to call the Department of uh, Community Development if they have any questions so we can walk you through the process. Because again, nobody's application looks exactly the same. What, so, what's, what's that phone number, Courtney? So 706-236-4477 is our department number. Um, and you can also email me at Griffin G-R-I-F-F-I-N, at Rome, G-A. US, and I'd be happy to answer any questions that you have, walk you through the process. We're getting ready to open up our second round of applications today, actually. So um, if you have any questions about the application, give us a call. We really want to feed back into our community. We know it's a really hard time right now. And so um, any way we can help, we're looking to do so. Yeah, just, just like any process, there's paperwork and different criteria. There there's little caveats there here is. and there. So a great, Courtney, that you can help guide people through that. Um, Stacy, um, you're in a different situation over at Mercy Care. Um, but I, I kind of want to get back to your original story. Um, when I when I touched on earlier that both of you, I can hear from our guests today that what you do is labor labor of love, that you really are wanting to be a part of the community and deal with people on a people level. What Stacy, what attracted you to this line of work at Mercy Care? Just wanting to um, help others. Um, I was uh, raised by my grandmother, so I do have a special place in my heart for the aging population, and so um, that is why. Well, and especially in this time, how, because your business services those at the greatest risk of COVID, uh, I'm probably not yes. phrasing that correctly, but demographically, we're, we're told that the elderly are at, at, at higher risk of not only catching it, but having uh, more serious issues with it. Uh, how are y'all handling all of that through protocols? I know you touched on earlier that you're delivering this and checking up this, but I mean, what kind of concern is that through your, through your business there? Um, it's been a great concern. Um, it's been exhausting, um, but we have put so many um, things in place. We have the National Guard who comes and fogs our center, our vans, our drivers wear gloves, gowns, um, masks, face shields. So they do look sort of, you know, like an alien when they come to deliver groceries. Um, But the clients and their families have um, gotten used to that. And um, so, yes, we have... um, Oh, where else? <laughs> um, we have 
you know, gotten EPA um, approved cleaners. We clean um, frequently to touch areas in our centers daily on our vans. Um, so we are very careful in um, when we go out to meet with clients and take them groceries and hygiene um, kits. Um, so we're very protective of them. Um, yeah. I'm sure, Stacy, that folks are happy to see you. This can be so isolated. I mean, Courtney, you can speak to this too. Um, for people who cannot get out and about, it can be very isolating. And um, I think the mental health aspect is very important also. Um, Courtney, do you see that much with your clients? Yeah. And, and you know, really that that's kind of something that we've, that's it's kind of been around too for the type of clients that I work with a lot of my clients like I said earlier predominantly seniors and they just they they miss that contact and so a lot of what we're doing too are just cultivating relationships and you know having those extra few minutes to talk and have conversation and right now that's more important because you're you want to put people at ease Um, so we're just having longer conversations and even with my business owners you know I I'm calling them one-on-one to walk them through this process. And I'm hearing all these intimate stories of how they're actually doing and, and the heart of how this is hitting them. And it's, it's tough. And so I think, you know, at very least, you know, we are com- trying to communicate more. And that is a benefit that we're having these intimate conversations with people in our community and just listening and hearing them out because it's, it's tough for so many of us. I know. I'm so heartened by how everybody wants to help others in the community. And so um, it's just great work you both are doing. Well, and Stacy, you touched on earlier, you touched on earlier the, the, the wellness checks via phone. Is that, is that about the, 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 the checking on the, the mental well-being, the depression and things like that? And, and what are you learning? Are, are people struggling more than normal or uh, obviously, the phone calls would help. The communication helps. Yes. Um, so we have um, a behavioral health specialist here, and he calls. Um, the nurses call them. So they're, you know, speaking to several people daily. They're talking to the coordinator, Charles Gardner, um, giving their grocery list. So, you know, I think that definitely helps just having, you know, having someone there even if it's just on the phone to have a conversation with and to laugh with. Um, We have also started a newsletter um, this week and we have uh, put in there pictures of all of the staff. We've included, um, you know, tips about stress, isolation. Um, We put some jokes in there so that they can, you know, laugh and, um, and so I think with all of the things that we have done, it's definitely been of, of help to them um, and has definitely helped them get through this period. Yeah, it's, it's isolation is tough. Uh, but, but I want to hear a couple of the jokes. <laughs> oh, okay. So um, that is my favorite part because I think it's so important for them to laugh and to have a good time. And, and that's what we do here when they are here. Um, and so the, the joke I did last time was, um, my doctor told me to avoid stress, 
So I didn't open his bill. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> I've got one you can add to your list. What did one snowman say to the other snowman? What? Do you smell carrots? Oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to use that one. <laughs> That's a stupid little thing I remember from years ago from a TV show or something. All right. See, when I told you before we started the podcast that we might digress and get off topic, <laughs> this is what this is what I mean. So I, I, need, I need to bring us back. Um, let's talk about your backgrounds, kind of how you got where you are. Courtney, what is, where are you from? What is your educational background in case somebody's listening that wants to maybe do what you do for a living? How did you get where you are? Yeah. So I'm born and raised in Rome, Georgia. Uh, I went to Tuskegee university in Alabama and I majored in political science and minored in business administration. I had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do when I graduated college. And so, uh, I came back home. A lot of people Um, do. A lot of people have that problem. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? I think that I have always said that there needs to be a course in college before you graduate called Real Life 101 to let you know that it's okay to think about it and to not know exactly what you're going to do, especially if you're in a humanities degree or something like that, where you could essentially do anything in the world, which is a positive and a negative, right? Yeah. So um, I came home and I wasn't exactly sure what I was going to do. I interned at the public defender's office for a while and I enjoyed it. I, I always have loved helping people. I piled my plate way too high with service organizations and volunteer activities because I just love it. It just makes me want to get up in the morning to know that I'm going to help somebody else. And so that's how I kind of stumbled upon community development. Um, first looking at graduate degrees and then seeing that this is something that people do every day. Um, And so it just kind of fell into my lap and I've loved every single minute of it. Um, And I just feel so uh, good when I go to work every day, knowing that I'm going to help people and just thinking how I can change the world. You know, every little bit that you do makes an impact. And that's good. So I think that, you know, one of the big things that you do is just kind of follow where life leads you. And just go for it, even if it's not in your plan. It, well, it must be. It's a great feeling when you can pop out of bed in the morning, excited to go to work. And not everybody has that feeling. So good for yeah, you. Yeah, it makes a difference. Uh, and I know one of the things you talked about all your, you said you overextend yourself with some of your community involvement. <laughs> one of the things you yes. do, at, 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 you mentor young women. Did I read that correctly? Yeah, at, so I actually coach cheerleading for five years for sixth grade. And that's more of a a mentorship than anything, because I'm building these relationships with these girls who are really on the brink, you know, of being a child and being a a little teenager. So that's been really fun and interesting. Um, I'm also a member of Junior Service League. So last year, I or this past year, I've been doing League for Learning, where we collect school supplies. And I'm talking about $16,000 worth of school supplies. Wow. Get them into a storage room, sort them all. And the funny part is that because of COVID, I was sorting them myself instead of this group of women recruiting my family members to come and help me put pencils and, and supplies in this trailer. Um, but yeah, so I've done that. And then I also have been mentor uh, mentoring at Rome Middle School. Um, I'm a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority, which is a service sorority. And I just love to 
just help people. It just feels so good. I mean, my husband would say that I probably should come home first, you know, <laughs> take the dog out, you know, do all that stuff first. But I just can't help it. I, I just, I enjoy it. Uh, good for you. You have a, you have an infectious smile, which the people over podcast can't see, but uh, but, but <laughs> well, here here on Zoom as we're doing it, like you just you light up when you talk about yeah. your yeah, your community involvement. Um, and, and Jeannie, to your point, she was talking about sorting the school supplies by herself because of the pandemic. That goes back to your point of adaptability. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. Absolutely. Well, well, it was very interesting. Uh, Stacy, let's your background. How did you uh, find yourself where you are? Where are you from? Education, things like that, in case, in case somebody wants to follow your career path. So um, I was born and raised in Rome. I um, started out in criminal justice at Georgia Highlands College. Yeah, I was going to say, sometimes the paths don't go the way we think they're going to go. <laughs> do they? Amity's degrees, like I said, you can do anything <laughs> in the world. <laughs> and so, you know, I think um, it, after that, I um, just fell into the path of human services. And I uh, met a remarkable um, instructor there. And so, um, that is where I got my first degree in human services and then um, a second degree at um, Shorter University. And I did a little work with children. I've done a little work with um, substance abuse and mental health. And um, things just sort of led me to Mercy Care. And I, I, I pretty much knew from the beginning that, um, and, or not long after working here, that um, the aging population is, is definitely where my heart is. So um, that's, that's my story, and I've been here ever since. So, Jeannie, you look like you wanted to say something there. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, you know, it's just great you know, for us here at the Rome Floyd Chamber of Commerce to hear of um, just two strong leaders really impacting their community um, who are, you know, from Rome. And they it's two perfect stories. Stacy stayed here, um, went to college here. Courtney went off to college and then came back and both are, you know, so involved in the community. And these are the stories we love to hear. And we love to foster this experience. Also, Courtney heads up our young professionals program. And so we love to bring young people together and, you know, share these experiences of, you know, whether you're from here or not, whether you went away to college and are back, um, it's just nice to meet others and just hear about what everybody's doing in the marketplace. And I especially love Courtney's advice that there are degrees you can get where you can still go a hundred different directions <laughs> uh, as opposed to something like, you know, you know, French literature, the history of French literature. Right. <laughs> where, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> uh, oh, great. I, I just offended a bunch of French literature majors. Uh, but anyway, so let's just do kind of contact information again. Let's let's go back around. Uh, Courtney, how can people get a hold of you and or apply for this, uh, the small business grant, phone numbers, emails, websites, things like that? Yeah, so you can call me anytime. 
uh, 855-706-236-4477. And then you can email me at cgriffin, that's G-R-I-F-F-I-N, at romega.us. Um, and then our application is online at romefloyd.com. Okay, Stacy, how can people get a hold of you and, and learn more about Mercy Care or perhaps uh, do uh, do business with Mercy Care? Sure. We have a website. It's mercyrome.org. I can be reached at 706-291-8496 and um, extension 5. And um, they can also email me at s. Mullis, M-U-L-L-I-S, at mercyroom.org. And Jeannie, um, let's just do a quick wrap-up here at the Chamber. Uh, obviously, the uh, the website, any contact information, but also just uh, talk about some of the ribbon cuttings going on and the things like that. Sure. So um, we continue to have ribbon cuttings. Um, we had one at a great store, retail store on North Broad. It's Women of Zion selling great clothes and accessories for women. Um, this Thursday, we're going to have one at the Village Theaters. It's on our calendar. It's at 630. You know, they're starting to show um Else, kind of drive-in theater style movies. They will be opening back up um, the theater soon, but it's a lot of fun. You know, it's something for families to do, young people to do. So um, we're excited to do a ribbon cutting with them this Thursday evening. So you can log on to our website and get all the dates and meeting information, romega.com. You can call me here, 706-291-7663. So like young people want to go to movies and stuff? <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I, 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 we used to cruise from the West Rome McDonald's to the East Rome McDonald's. And <laughs> I know, me too, back in the day. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm getting old. Um, uh, well, maybe they still cruise McDonald's to McDonald's. I, who knows? <laughs> uh, ladies, thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure. Congratulations on, on all the great work you both do for the community and the people living in the community. So continued success and We'll get through this pandemic together, but thank you all so much for joining us. Um, for Jeannie Krieger at the Rome Floyd Chamber, I'm Roger Manus with Rome Business Radio. We, of course, are working in partnership with the Rome News Tribune and broadcast from the Hardy Realty Studio. Thanks for listening.